Mayor Womp, great to have you back. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's a quick month. It felt like we were here just a couple weeks ago. January and February have flown by. February in particular. I get I get it is a, uh, a short month, but uh, it really does seem like it just flew by. I don't know where the time has gone. Do you feel that way in the mayor's office? Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> It really, and I was warned about that on the front end, that uh, it would feel like there wasn't enough time in every day. And uh, that probably means that we're having more fun than not. But it yeah. does, uh, yeah, it felt like we're seven, seven and a half months in. And it's, uh, it's blo- I don't think that's right. Six and a half months in. But we've, um, it's been an honor and we've had a lot of fun. But uh, it's incredible how fast time feels like it goes when your days are as full as ours are. In a general sense and on a daily basis, do you feel like it's just like one new issue every single day after another? Or do you find yourself, do you, do, does your office find itself, you know, typically working on one issue for a chunk of days, moving on to another issue maybe the next week? Or is it just something new, like every hour? Yeah, I think we're learning that you can't be too distracted by the things that come at you every day that you didn't expect. Because there's a couple of those. There's some administrative stuff that you just have to tend to, given the size of our community. Uh, But then, at the same time, I think you do this job well if you can stay focused on the stuff that you care about. And that, uh, you know, that were the reason we were given the opportunity to do it in the first place. So, uh, it's a balancing act. And I think we're beginning to get pretty good at, um, you know, keeping our priorities. And what, part of what you have to do is keep some of your time to be time that, uh, you know, our staff can think and be creative and plan rather than just going from one event to another. You know, there was a day, and I, I sort of realized this is not great. A couple of weeks ago, I had a day where I didn't walk into my office until 3.30. <laughs> and... Um, it was just one thing after another right. you know, from the time that I dropped kids off in the morning. So that, that's probably not the ideal day so that there's more time to plot and plan. But um, you can imagine a lot of our time is, uh, is, is still comes back every day to some of the things we care most about. And then budget season, which we entered a little earlier uh, th- than is uh, the tradition around here, has kept us pretty focused on outlining by the end of the month um, – the county's budget for fiscal year 24. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, that's been the common theme of the last several weeks. There was a big profile piece in the Sunday Times Free Press about you and Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly. I have not read the piece myself, but um, the feedback that I've gotten from most people is that uh, they feel like after reading this piece that the two of you uh, do not have a good relationship with each other or that the tone of the article was to, you know, present one side against the other. Haven't read the piece myself, but um, maybe you have, maybe you have not. I'll give you an opportunity to uh, speak to it. What kind of a relationship do you have with Tim Kelly? Well, that piece was months in the making. And uh, I would say, you know, despite its very fine author, who is a, you know, she's a wonderful writer. It was, you know, four months late. The idea that uh, people want to read in March about the dumb stadium or, or, you know, competing thoughts between me and Tim Kelly, uh, you know, I think, again, is, you know, that was probably a really interesting story if it had run in November. Uh, and, and too much of the story was focused around our different thoughts on the stadium. Now, I don't think it's any secret, I, you know, there's ample public polling uh, that would reveal that 
the lion's share of our community is more likely to agree with my position of scrutiny on the stadium, particularly as it begins to go over budget. But um, the piece then, if you survive the part of the piece, which apparently is one of the longest stories ever written in the Times Free Press. And that made it no kidding. Like all my friends. That's what I've heard about. All this. my friends were a few paragraphs in and they're like, can you just summarize what <laughs> what else is in the story? Most people told me it took them about. But the bummer is that hour. it starts with the, the stadium stuff that most people, you know, have moved on, you know, right. about whether they were for it or against it or like most people, I think, just apathetic to it and felt like, you know, there were a lot of you know people uh, who kind of bought their way to the front of the line for a good deal. Um, and, and so if you get later into the story, there's some nuance about who we are, uh, Tim and I. And, I, you know, I'd say that Tim and I, you know, communicate often and meet regularly as county mayor and city mayor have for decades, if not a century. But it's a time of, you know, probably more divergence between the, the ideology of City Hall and the courthouse than at any point. And that doesn't mean that there will always be conflict or that there even will be conflict. But, you know, I got elected as a Republican coming out of a Republican primary. And, you know, theirs is a nonpartisan race. But it's a nonpartisan race in which, you know, the, the if you just look at Tim's team, Joda and Chris Anderson and several of the folks in leadership positions are identifiable you know, Democrats, and 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 so that you know, again, there there was a time where Claude Ramsey and Bob Corker were the city mayor and county mayor, and there was, and I've talked to Corker about this, right? There was total ideological alignment, right? And and there's a lot of alignment these days, and on the big issues, and I even think, dare I say, on education, which the city's not been involved in in a long time. I think that uh, Tim and I will work real productively together. We we both have a belief that. Chattanooga's economic future is more tied to public education than we've been willing to admit. And if I've got a great partner in the city mayor in improving public education, tying it to workforce training, then it's going to be good for everybody. But I would say, you know, most of the people who voted for me didn't vote for me to, you know, come in and do things just like they've always been done. They expected that there would be some disagreement. And I, you know, Brian, you and I have known each other for a while. I grew up in this stuff. And so there can be some disagreement and uh, and still kind of a laugh and a handshake at the end of the day. And in that way, I would say my relationship with Tim is a lot like my friendship with you over the years. Yeah. You know, you and I didn't, uh, you know, kind of get to know each other expecting we'd always agree, uh, but, but still developed a rapport within that. And I think that's where Tim and I are. Isn't this also, this is the beauty of local government. It's the nature of local government. Because going back to uh, the previous city mayor, Andy Burke, um, Andy Burke and Tim Kelly, both of whom obviously uh, liberal Democrats in their politics, but um, a opinion that they had always voiced to me is one of the reasons why they like working in local government is because partisanship doesn't exactly factor in. Local government is about... Fixing the roads, getting things done, funding the schools, and uh, filling potholes. You know, stuff that the cultural differences and the culture wars that you see at the federal level, it, it, it just, it's not part of local government. That's part of the reason why these guys like serving in these positions. I mean, I think that would be fair to say with you, too, that you're too preoccupied just trying to get the job done than grandstanding on partisan issues that don't really affect the county well yeah i think there's a lot of truth to that in fact 
the stadium is probably an example of how partisanship often doesn't overlay cleanly into local politics because many of my allies in believing there's just a better investment of taxpayer dollars, many of my allies are on the far right and the far left, right? The far right and the far left tend to agree we could probably find a better investment of taxpayer dollars than minor league baseball. And, uh, and so again, you know, as I got to know Tim Kelly a decade ago, he was, uh, you know, I, I saw him as kind of business minded, right of center. He's a very thoughtful, you know, well-educated guy. I think the teams that we've built are, are reflective, uh, frankly, of the the city of Chattanooga versus Hamilton County. And I've tried to set that expectation with him that, um, you know, e- even with his entire team, that they would know and put through the prism of the entirety of the county some of the actions we take and the perspective we have. You know, we represent folks on Signal Mountain and in Birchwood and in Soddy Daisy and in Appison. And in the city of Chattanooga, where I've always lived. But all of those are a part of Hamilton County. And that does give us, uh, you know, a challenge to go and know all of the uh, divergent and diverse communities uh, within our county and represent them. On a personal level, I know I've also seen you uh, and your sister and your parents out at social events with Tim Kelly and his wife. And seem to me to have a fine relationship. So, I mean, I think some people read that piece and they... You know, it, it's it's really built up into something like uh, there's an adversarial relationship here. I mean, I've seen the two of you guys having a fine time together just in a social setting. Yeah. No, no. I would say that part of the piece uh, might have been meant to lure readers in. Clickbait? I don't know that it's <laughs> quite to the point of clickbait because there are actually some ideological differences sure. between the two of us. But right. that doesn't mean that we're... Uh, at odds, if anything, you know, people should keep in mind that my M.O. was that I grew up, uh, not, you know, while in a kind of conservative vein of the Republican Party, not, I mean, I don't feel like my M.O. has ever been that I was yeah. a, a real partisan. So I don't expect ideological uh, agreement with my friends or, or peers or colleagues in, in elected office. And I mean, for that matter, you know, there's not a member of the county commission who I'm closer to than Greg Beck, who's. Uh, you know, a black Democrat who's twice my age, and and we're we're great friends. And uh, in the same way, Tim and I will, uh, for the for the good of the community, we'll always try to focus on the stuff that we agree on. And and yeah, I mean, to your point, I I would hope that uh, I like Jenny Kelly more than Tim Kelly. Most people I know agree. Does he know that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Listen, Shelby's got a lot more friends than I do, Brian. Josh, thanks for calling. Hello, Brian and Weston. I, I, I've got a simple question, and I, I'm not trying to be demeaning, um, Mr. Womp. What what can you explain? What exactly is your role, and what what do you do? And, that, and I'm not trying to be mean. Uh, is a very simple question. What is his role regarding what exactly? Well, I mean, what is what does he do? And, <laughs> I know that sounds demeaning. So are you say are you getting at you know a lot of people to this day don't fully understand the separation of powers between city and county what the county does as opposed to the city is is that sort of what you're getting at Yes 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 okay. yes exactly Okay well that's a, that's a fair question I mean honestly Weston there are a lot of people in this community 
uh, when it comes to, you know, issues like property taxes and it, it, different jurisdictions, uh, whether it's the uh, the sheriff's office who oversees something versus CPD, there's a lot of people who don't quite understand the, the differentiation between city and county. Yeah. Let's think about the best way to answer that question. What I do every day is, you know, most of my time is taken up being the chief executive officer of county government. Defined in state laws, chief executive and, ch- and chief financial officer. Um, in more ways than not, it's analogous to the city mayor. Very similar powers, very similar responsibilities, very similarly sized budgets. It's one of the reasons that you've, you know, there will be, it's particularly on economic development deals, but then as it relates to Folks who live in the city, there is kind of duality of mayors. It's the same in Knoxville and Knox County. It's the same in Memphis, Tennessee and Shelby County. Uh, over the years, the role of county government has changed yeah. because counties are extensions of state government. I mean, that's one of the easy ways to start this explanation okay. is that you've got 95 counties in Tennessee. Hamilton County is the fourth largest of those counties. And state law, if not the Constitution, requires counties to do certain things. Now, municipalities can step in and also do those things overlaid on top of counties. But one simple way of understanding a lot of what county government does is it uh, it does what has to be done regardless of whether a municipality is doing it or not. A couple examples in this community. Public schools are the most obvious. Public schools, one, right? Public and, health initiatives. Uh, I remember the the COVID-19 pandemic, it was the Hamilton County Department of Health. That was spearheading efforts. All right. This texter says, from Mayor Weston Womp, they've been working at the dam with those cranes for years. Are we anywhere close to being finished with this project? Will they get it finished before I die? I'm 47. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the new lock was, uh, JR could confirm the timeline, but uh, sometime when I was in high school, when (laughs) former Congressman Zach Womp initiated the funding on the lock, and then it, you know, it went... It went dead for yeah. years, and, and then it's been restarted for years. Yeah, Chuck Fleischman, I think, worked hard to get that to going get it once back. Again. I know, yeah. And uh, yes, if you're 40, 47, I'd say in his in his latter years, it will be. Uh, How good a health is he in? That would that's what I want to know. <laughs> no, but this again would go back to uh, the last phone caller's question. Uh, you know, in terms of county involvement in the dam, is there any? Well, you know, here's. The most important responsibility I have is to guide our community in all the ways I see best fit. And sometimes that will mean an issue that's in my purview. Sometimes it'll mean something that I could influence. And the reason I describe it that way with regard to the dam is that that lock is there in the first place because county judge, we used to call county mayor the county judge. They were the administrative head of county government. County judge Will Cummings at a time of real economic challenge in Southeast Tennessee, advocated day in, day out for years to our federal delegation and to FDR himself, went and met with FDR in the Oval Office about prioritizing the Chickamauga Lock project as TVA was ramping up. So there's no question, nobody would ever doubt that that dam is there because of a county leader who believed it would economically change our community and that it would prevent flooding and that it would improve navigation on the Tennessee River. The bridge that runs across it is named after another county judge, Wilkes T. Thrasher. A lot of people don't know that's Thrasher Bridge. 
So it's a federal project. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. If I tried to stop construction or speed it up tomorrow, I'd have a very hard time doing it. But right. even the biggest projects, you got to remember, are often going to be led and advocated. And 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 Tim Kelly's doing this uh, in in you know areas that he's passionate about advocating federal projects. We're working with state and and, and federal leaders on what we think the priorities are for the future of our region. So you know what falls under your purview is just frankly a small piece of what you're doing any given day. And then, like I was telling you during the break, a whole lot of our time, and in fact, a lot of the most exciting stuff I get to do on behalf of our community is participate in the early stages of a lot of economic development deals, some that pan out, some that don't. And and I think that's one of the ways where you, you, there's a little art to it. It's not all just math and science, and you, you get to actually come in and say, hey, if you we, we've got a little bit of a different approach here, and if you want to do business in this county, then we need you to be a great partner. And that's been one of the terms that we've used in some of our early negotiations is that if you want to come here and you want a taxpayer deal, you know, if you want some sort of a good deal from taxpayers in this county, then you need to be a partner in public education and developing our workforce. This listener says, I listen to a police scanner every day and I've noticed there are a lot of calls that law enforcement handles that could very easily be handled by a volunteer auxiliary force. Is there any interest in standing up a volunteer police auxiliary force to take care of things like debris in the road, wellness checks, other non-criminal or public service requirements. Well, the city of Chattanooga is moving in that direction, as I understand it, right? I mean, I think they've got social workers taking on certain types of mental health calls. Uh, they've, you know, they, you know, to some controversy, uh, they've said that not all traffic accidents are going to get a police right. officer. Uh, you know, in the county, uh, you know, we've, we've got uh, an opportunity to consider... Uh, you know, on, de- depending on the type of call, so much of, uh, you know, what our police are asked to do, unfortunately, in parts of the county that are not served by a paid fire department. If there aren't, uh, you know, if there aren't people in the middle of the day, as is the case sometimes at our volunteer fire halls, if there aren't people ready to take a call, slip and fall call, for example, with an mm-hmm. elderly person, more often than people realize, a sheriff's deputy ends up taking a call like that or an overdose call. You know, this is a community with 1,500 or so overdoses last year. So can, could those in the future be handled in a different way than, than traditional law enforcement? Maybe, you know, I, I defer to Sheriff Garrett, but, uh, you know, he and I are working on a whole lot of these issues closely together. And, and particularly, I'm, I'm really concerned about the growing Overdose epidemic and, uh, you know, whether the touch points we have through volunteer fire in the county and the sheriff's office and EMS throughout the county and the city, you know, are we, uh, are we doing everything we can to prevent another call like that to the same address weeks following? One of the uh, major topics, issues, initiatives for the city mayor, Tim Kelly, is affordable housing. Uh, this texter asks, can you ask Mayor Womp what his plans are to help provide more affordable housing? Thank you. Is that an issue that uh, that the county has been invested in? Yeah, the county, I think, has increasingly gotten involved in affordable housing uh, issues and um, and has been increasingly willing to participate in pilots that allow affordable housing developers uh, to more realistically come and bring housing online. Uh, the county's role is different than the city's, uh, even though it's changing drastically, in part because there's not a whole lot of buildable land left in the city of Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And uh, the county is about to embark on a four-part planning exercise that will take more than a year. 
where we go through an unprecedented uh, planning and analysis process, taking into account everything from education to traffic to road and sewer infrastructure. And, you know, the four areas of the county are best understood as kind of the northeast quadrant, the southeastern corner, Appison, Middle Valley to unincorporated Signal Mountain, and then what I think is probably the most exciting next frontier, and that is the Sale Creek area, the northern tip of the county, where the county owns a large tract of land, but there's a great opportunity, I think, in the in the decades ahead to build on the culture of a great community and, and be intentional in how we uh, make public investments. The point being, most of your single-family new homes for years in this county have been built in unincorporated parts of the county. That's where the land is. The infrastructure is mm-hmm. becoming stressed. And, uh, and, and you know, there's uh, a lot of people concerned about uh, residential development yeah. for which we don't have the infrastructure. It's a pretty complicated issue in a county that is bisected by a river and has ridges and mountains everywhere. Well, this segues nicely into the next test text message we got. Uh, this listener says, with all the building in the county, especially Hickson, what is Mayor Womp's plan for transportation infrastructure? Mayor Kelly has no plan, is what the texter says. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think we've got to go where we have existing infrastructure and do it in, a, um, in an appropriate way. And that's one of the reasons why I talk about the 27 corridor being the future of the county. Uh, when I spoke to Rotary in December, I laid out big themes of what I thought would define the future. Uh, I remember what they were. One of them was that the, our economy will still be logistics as it has been ever since the great Indian war path passed right through here. That's a fun little part of local history, Brian, if you're not aware. But the great Indian war path, which was also known as the great Indian trading path, literally ran about the same route that I-24 does around the foot of Lookout Mountain, and it was a trading path. And from the time that people have lived here, they used the Tennessee River and then rail and then interstates to move things across America. And uh, and then more recently, the freight brokerage industry has brought another element of logistics here. So the future is logistics. The future is increasingly Latino. 20% of our public school students are Latino. And then the last thing for all the people concerned about development and what has become Uh, an untenable level of development out in Ottawa, I think the future of the county is to the north. You know, if you look at a map, it's pretty extraordinary. JR, I think you'll appreciate this perspective. Chester Frost Park, which is the original county park, which feels like it's a long way from right here. If we got in the car, (laughs) it'd probably be 25 minutes to Chester Frost. Easy. It is almost exactly in the middle of Hamilton County, if you look at a map. That is how much land there is to the north, mm-hmm. and uh, and you've got a great state highway that runs right up the middle of it. And so I do think uh, one of the most realistic uh, paths to development, and I think we've got to do it in a smart way, learn lessons of what's gone right and what's gone wrong, wrong out in Ottawa, and develop the north part of the county appropriately. Speaking of Ottawa, this texter says this, please ask Mayor Womp, when will the state give an update on Ottawa Ringgold Road, uh, the East Brainerd Road project? Also, the Standard for Gap Bridge needs an update. When will this be done? I think you're, as they come out of session, as the state legislature comes out of session and the lion's share of Governor Lee's proposals are approved, I would expect that we get a lot of TDOT updates in the second half of 2023. Like the TDOT commissioner, Butch Ely, was in my office last week. And part of what he's trying to do, even as he goes around the state, 
educating folks on what the governor's proposal is, $3 billion kind of unprecedented investment in infrastructure. They're, they're hedging from being too specific because the state legislature has the ultimate authority on whether these plans are approved. And I think, you know, latter part of this year, we'll know what the impact is at a local level here in southeast Tennessee. Two six seven one zero two three is the telephone line. Bill is on line one. Bill, welcome. Good morning, Mayor. Hey, the caller that that called in about a volunteer. Something I've been thinking about for a good while. If somebody would start a volunteer force, I would be glad to join up with them, just to go around and pick up trash, and something else that's even worse than that. They'd be dead animals on the street. Sometimes two or three days. They rot away out on the street. And if we could get a group, to volunteer group, to uh, go take care of that situation, like I said, I would be happy to be a part of it. But somebody's got to head it up. Where do you live? Well, I live in East Ridge, but I'm I'm all over town every day. Well, I appreciate that. You know, there's a woman in my office who's been a mainstay in county government for several years and, uh, and, and has talked about starting an initiative like this. We got started ramping up trash pickup uh, by using alternative sentencing, and it's a partnership that our district attorney and I teamed up on, and the numbers are already significantly higher than they were a few months ago. Uh, but we've got a lot of work to do, and, and I'm comfortable. You know, the, the county has been hesitant to bring online new services that it hasn't previously offered, but I think we've got to get creative in the way we do trash pickup because it is uh, embarrassing in some corridors of the county how much trash there is just sitting on the side of the roadway. And, uh, you know, to the best extent, Brian, that you can shame people on the radio from not throwing trash out their window. <laughs> like, I'll tell you, that's something that once you're in my position becomes real triggering. Oh, yeah. Is like, what, what, you know, what kind of parents did you have, right? If you just roll your window down and throw trash out the window. We wouldn't have yeah. a problem if people didn't do that. They continue right. to do that. And so whether it's volunteers, it's, if, if it's alternative sentencing, it's a win-win-win. Less people in jail, fewer people separated from their families, and you pick up trash. Well, we were we were joking about this just a couple of weeks ago when the litter issue came up. And, you know, we get phone calls and text messages, you know, the mayor, the city, the county, they need to do something about all the littering. And it's like, guys, they already put a trash barrel on every corner. They have dumpsters in every parking lot. They have trash pickup. I mean, at some point, the rest of us just need to stop being slobs. Yeah. And take advantage of the waste disposal that the city and the county has provided us. <laughs> yeah, you can't just throw your Wendy's out the window. I know, I know. Let's try to get a phone call here from Lynn. Lynn, you're on talk radio. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Warm. Morning. Um, I, I know you can't deal with this directly, but perhaps you could bring your influence to bear. Uh, we have an ER for sick people. We have an emergency vet for sick animals. Uh, but we don't have an emergency dentist. Is there any way we could set up a, some kind of re, uh, rotation for an emergency dentist? Um, and this came to mind because my grandson needed a dentist on a Friday night. Couldn't find one anywhere. Well, I've not heard that one before, but that's interesting. And it's, uh, you know, we were just talking in the break about the constraints and uh, qualities of a community that's, you know, including our neighbor counties, 
far north of a half a million people, and I'm surprised that there's no access to emergency dental care. But it's uh, it's worth looking into. During the day, I will say that uh, our Hamilton County Health Department clinics all offer emergency dental services, and a lot of people don't realize Do that. There's several of them hmm. yep, downtown. Hmm. It's not their primary uh, reason for being there, but they right. do have. They all have dental clinics, and even out at the Udawa Clinic, let alone the downtown one. And there are uh, there are folks there who can help you. Uh, if I can, let me plug because that is one of so many examples of interesting things we learn on a daily basis. This morning, we announced that on March 31st, I'm going to give my first state of the county address, which will. Stream online, and there's a limited number of, of seats uh, in person if you have any interest in coming and being a part of it. But maybe more importantly, we've launched a survey uh, in advance of that speech and in advance of budget season. Both the ability to RSVP and take the survey are at stateofthecounty.org. Stateofthecounty.org. And we'd be fascinated uh, if people would go on there. The survey's like three minutes. You don't have to put your name in. Just give us your thoughts on what the priorities should be for Hamilton County moving forward. Here's a good question to end today's conversation. Question for the mayor. Off topic, do you and your sister Cody have a good relationship? Who picks on who? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, we've got a great relationship, and uh, we're, we're close friends. I am probably one of, I'm probably our biggest fan. I, I do think our county has the best prosecutor in the South, uh, and I would say... We probably pick on each other darn near equally. Equally. I would say it's pretty close, and there's uh, there's, there's a lot of that. I think both of us see part of our role being that neither of us get too big for our britches.